Books Do viewers, I have a two-parter for you today, actually for you today, for February, and for March. I'm going to be introducing you to the members and the facilitator, cool word, huh, of the Wilmington Library's writers groups, of which there are actually three who knew. And uh, here with me today is Barbara Aleveris, who um, I've known for quite a while, but not in her lofty position as <laughs> facilitator. So Barbara, can you give us a little bit of the history of how uh, writing became enshrined at the Wilmington Memorial Library? Sure. Uh, in 2015, I went to the assistant director, Charlotte Wood, and asked her if there was a writing group or if she'd be interested in starting one. And she said, why don't you run with that? <laughs> well, so did you, were you looking for one for yourself? I was looking for a critique group for myself, but then I began to think about the fact that there wasn't one at all, and I love everyone to write. So we started one and launched one in March of 2015, I think, and it was originally called the Writers Group. And An amazing name. I know. Very, very, very <laughs> challenging to understand what it's about. But let me interrupt you. What's your yeah. background? So you, you enjoy writing. Yes. Do you write as, for a living? Uh, it's part of what I do in my private consulting for I do a lot of marketing and business related writing and I've done a lot of personal writing throughout my time since undergrad up through now. So, so did you have any uh, premonition that you were going to walk into the library and Charlotte was going to say to you, oh, here you are, you do it. Uh, no, that wasn't quite how I anticipated <laughs> it going, but it worked out well. So it was, um, you know, my idea, I guess, and we ran with it, and she's been, the library itself has been very supportive, so that's how it started. And so it started out as basically a writer's group, and right. how did you uh, introduce it to the community? How is it sold to the community? Uh, the library has a lot of marketing activities. It does promote new programs and so the library was promoting this program and we just started picking up people and people joined and participated and the group grew and grew and grew. Um, so it wasn't that difficult to actually find people. Apparently there are pockets of you know wannabe and existing writers in town who are interested in putting their hand to paper or fingers to keyboard. I will be asking some of the writers who are going to be with us um, how they became involved, and of course, since you're here, maybe they won't say anything about <laughs> uh, that it's maybe been frustrating or difficult, but I'm, it is frustrating and difficult, I think, to write on your own without any uh, feedback, and you, uh, I write short stories here and there, and I really don't want to trouble my family with it because they feel like they have to be nice and so how do you deal with the I feel like I have to be nice and I don't want to hurt your feelings you said to me that there's a difference between reviewing and critiquing can you yes. explain that please uh, we consider ourselves a gentle audience and so we usually see things in a pretty raw form they're usually first second draft uh, sometimes we see it all the way through the end, but oftentimes we're seeing, you know, new words on the page. So we've always kind of coached all of the people in the group to be considerate of both the expertise level, level in terms of how long the person has been writing, how well they write, what genre they're in, et cetera, to focus on what works and not doesn't work in the story development versus what you like and don't like from a genre perspective, because we're reading all kinds of different genres, sci-fi, short stories, beginnings of novels. Um, and so we don't want people to get uh, disappointed or demotivated by critiques that might be 
ex, you know, a little above their level of starting writers. So we try to be a big, you know, umbrella to let a lot of people in to do whatever they want. Okay, I'm going to ask you one more question, and then we're going to get to the writers. Okay. Um, how have you seen any hurt feelings? Because I guess if I were to consider coming into a writers group, um, I'd be worried about going home and just crying into my pillow if people didn't think my writing was like the second coming of Norman Mailer or something like that? Uh, we try to prepare both, as I said, the, the critiquers as well as the people re receiving the feedback that it's your piece. People will give you feedback on what they think works or doesn't work, but what you do with that feedback is up to you because you own the work and whatever you're going to do with it. So if everyone has the same feedback about a particular element of your story, it warrants a second look and you may want to dig a little deeper into it, but we really try to be very, as I said, gentle in our language. We, we, don't, we aren't using inflammatory things. It's not I hate this or this really stinks. It's more like this section dr seemed to drag a little and maybe you'd want to you know, focus on X, Y, or Z. So it really is designed to kind of keep people motivated so that they feel comfortable enough with what they're doing to come back again. And uh, as far as coming back again, do you have openings if any of our viewers should decide uh, that they're intrigued and like to join? We do. We have a fiction critique group that meets on the first Saturday of every month from 9.15 to 11.30 at the library. Um, there are some openings there. We just launched a poetry circle for people who are interested in getting poetry critique, and that meets on the third Saturday of the month. Um, again, 9.15 to 11.30, and then the final group is a creative writing skills group, which really focuses on the technical aspects of writing, that meets on the fourth Tuesday of every month at 7 o'clock. And uh, you also have a life outside of this. I do, but I <laughs> love doing this, so that's why <laughs> I tend to do There are some people who are in all of those groups, or some people who are only in one. So wow, I but it's, it's, uh, it's great to have such a variety of writing experiences. Yep. And you coach it, and you facilitate it all. I do, and I enjoy it. They're great people. I've made a lot of good friends in that, and I've read a lot of good stuff. So. All right, well, now we're going to meet some of the great people that you've been working with. And I want to thank you for joining me and for um, being, providing such a great service to the people of Wilmington and well, the writers of, and readers of Wilmington. We appreciate getting the opportunity to kind of tell more people about it. So thank right. you for having thank us. Thank you, Barbara. Okay. Hello, Bookstube viewers. Welcome back. By now it's March and all the snow has melted and I'm w actually wearing the same clothes because this is kind of a continuation of the February episode. I'd like you to welcome some members of the Wilmington Memorial Library Writers Group. Today with me is Helen and Ralph, and Helen actually is part of the Poetry Circle. So let's start with you, Helen, because I think uh, poetry to me is an intimidating art. I feel like everyone can write a paragraph, put a, you know, put a few lines together, but certainly not everyone is a poet. So can you tell us a little bit about what attracts you to poetry? Uh, I think because my English language is second language, so it's not that well. So if poetry is short, it's easier to modify. If I write a novel, it's too many words I have to modify. So when, you, when you're thinking of, uh, your, of poetry, are you thinking in your First language or in English or both? Uh, both. I can do either way. If I write in English first, I think in English. If I write in Chinese first, I think in Chinese. And do you write? Do you write poems in both languages? Yes, I do. Oh, fascinating! 
So um, how long have you been writing poetry for? Three years. So two years. Two years. So this isn't something you did as a child or anything like that? No, but I used to like writing because my father is a writer too. Ah. Yeah. Now how, that, can, that can be a good thing or a not so good thing. Do you feel kind of, how do you feel, how does he feel or how, is he still with us? Is he still alive, your father? Yeah, he's still alive. Uh, we, he's still in China, but whenever I write something, if it's in Chinese, I will discuss with him. And how does he, he how does he feel about, uh, was he kind of your inspiration to becoming a writer, the fact that he was a writer? Yeah, because when I was little, he always read his essay papers, short, small essay papers, and we will criticize him. Oh, so you were his writer's group in the beginning? Yes. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> So um, how did you turn from writing to poetry? Was it like a conscious thing? Like because I have these two languages um, that maybe it's just too much to sit down and write a short story or a novel in English? Yes, that's one reason. Second reason is poetry. Is, uh, um, it uh, makes you reflect on life and uh, make you very happy. And it's uh, very beautiful. You have to concentrate, make uh, make every line very elegant, and no extra word. Oh yes, yeah. that's definitely <laughs> true, isn't it? Because yeah. Barbara and I were talking before the show started, and we were saying that you know a few extra words in a magazine article isn't going to kill anybody, but one extra word in a poem can throw throw off the whole rhythm of it, the yeah. sound of it. It's a very good way to learn another language, to learn another culture, because it's uh, in the poetry group, they're very personal, emotional, so that you can connect to your reader. Well, that's, I, I find that interesting because, you know, they say one of the best ways to mm. learn another language is by watching television. But, you know, how mu you know then you're sprouting commercials and... Uh, nonsense where if you're learning by reading poetry, I think that's a great way to learn another language. Thank you. Sorry, we've been uh, off on the poetry well, tangent. Can you tell us a little bit about your writing, Ralph? Well, uh, I uh, was an English lit major in college and I was always interested in writing, but I never wrote much other than in college and uh, as also a professional librarian. And uh -huh. so, but more technical writing, like I had one item published in a, a librarian type of journal about the rules of cataloging. So not a very exciting topic. <laughs> <laughs> but so when I found out about the fiction uh, of uh, the writers group at the Wilmington Library, I thought it was going to be a short-term thing, four or six weeks. I didn't realize it was continuous. And I was one of the first people who started in the first month. And that and it's been going on for about three years now. So that spurred me to submit things for review for others to read. Otherwise, I would have procrastinated. Ah. <laughs> well, I have a full-time job, a wife and two children, and so family life that way. And so, but the process of having something to submit, and I don't even submit things every single month, allowed me to spur my creative energies and write about the topic that I was always interested in, which was uh, the Italian-American experience because I was born in Italy and I, I'm one of the immigrants. I came at age four, so I was brought here, but I'm one of 
the immigrants who, uh, the, my family came after World War II because our town was destroyed in the war. Oh. And so that's what I'm trying to capture in fiction uh, and uh, all about the Italian-American experience and identity and also related to the clubs. That's what my novel is about. Our lives revolved around Italian clubs because we spoke the same language and all that. And I was even a member of several clubs, a treasurer writing the newsletter, for example. And so this is the opportunity that it's allowed me to submit things for other people to read who may not be Italian descent themselves, but hopefully it's a, a something of interest to them to read too. So, so is it your, is the, the immigrant experience is your own experience? Yes. Are you in your, in, are you writing a novel, a memoir? A novel, uh, it's based on real true items, uh, things that happen, but it's fictionalized. For example, I grew up among Italian American clubs but it, the plot has nothing really to do with the clubs, uh, what's happened in the clubs. I was the treasurer of a club, and there's a character who's the treasurer, but it's not, it's fictionalized. Uh, but it's based on real people with names disguised. But in my head, I'm thinking of these real people, so I have to be careful that if any of them end up reading it, that <laughs> I don't have, that they don't identify themselves, because I'm not trying to write a, a nonfiction. It's to write something fictional that hopefully is generating interest, to recapture uh, something that's fading, basically, because the people who started the clubs and who were members of the club are, are dying off. And even I'm over the, uh, you know, of a certain age, so, and I was a kid back then, I, I was younger. So trying to capture that moment of what it was like post-World War II, the Italians who arrived in America, not the Ellis Island Italians who came in a century ago. And <laughs> that's probably a, a, a different path taken in your writing because there has been so much written about yeah. that Ellis Island era, yeah. focusing on what happened a little bit later on. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're all aware that uh, fraternal organizations are just kind of mm -hmm. civic engagement. It's just plummeting. So it would probably be um, really nostalgic and pleasant yes, to read about mm -hmm. the importance of the clubs in the lives of, mm -hmm. and it wasn't just uh, Italian Americans, Irish yeah. Americans. My father was in the Jewish War Veterans. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yes. all those groups. And that's what I'm hoping for, because although my experience is an Italian American, it could apply to Irish American, Greek right. Americans, uh, Portuguese American. Anybody with, who was in that similar situation could could find interest in this kind of novel that I'm hoping to finish in a year or so. <laughs> so how how far along? Uh, are maybe you, would a you third, twenty five percent, thirty percent, something like that. It's very slow. I spend only a couple of hours or a few hours a month at it, and we'll do two other commitments. But being in the writers group allow forces me to meet a certain deadline. <laughs> I think that's great. I mean, I think about the idea of writers getting together, but I, I hadn't thought of it as a way to kind of discipline yourself. So you yeah. get pleasure from going to the meetings, you learn from going to the meetings, yeah. but you also are like, okay, you know, I gotta do, it's like I gotta do what I gotta do for the next It's your ticket to, for admission. Right. <laughs> if you don't submit stuff, you know, after a certain amount of time, you know, what are you doing there? <laughs> that's, I think that's yeah. great. So it's yeah. a, also a motivation. Mm. Now, Helen, as far as your poet, your poetry is concerned, are you, how, how would a poem spring into your head? Or what, do you start with images generally? 
feelings, music? What what inspires you, an individual poem? Let's say. Uh, it's more emotions. When there's something touched me, I feel I have to express it. That's that's why I'm writing out. If I learn something, I have a awakening, or if I feel sad or angry about something. So I have to find a meaning from it to write it out. So what's it like to edit? Do you edit your poems? Because you know I write short stories. I'm used to the editing process. But um, I, I would just, if to, to me, a poem is delicate. And to you know, pluck little leaves off this delicate flower would be scary. How, like, what's your editing process like? Uh, I dump everything out in the beginning. Then I try to trim out all the extras. Then I go to those creative groups. They're just wonderful. And uh, they tell you even grammar, where the uh, period is wrong, those type of thing. And the content or, gram or language, or if they couldn't understand some idea. Very, so the group is very helpful. And uh, Barbara and uh, everybody in the group is great help. And do you write free verse, or do you follow a specific form? Uh, free verse, because if I follow form, it's more a little bit, uh, um, if I follow <laughs> the verse, it's a little bit like a forced. Right, right. So free so verse means you're free to yeah, yeah. have it go in whatever form yeah, you like. Yeah, but I try to do some rhymes between sentences. The words, they are similar. Do you ever use, uh, this is a, a cheap question, but do you ever mm. use a thesaurus? Um, not much. But I use uh, the website. There's one called Rhymes. I search for a word, then for oh, the rhymes. Oh, that's yeah. helpful. How did people write poetry? <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> to imagine like all the great mm. poets of old, T.S. Eliot, going, man, I wish there was a website <laughs> could find this word that would rhyme with this word. Mm -hmm. I guess we're just lucky in a way that we have these modern tools, but it makes yeah. you appreciate all the more what tools weren't around yeah. for people who wrote poetry such a long time ago. So um, what's your, uh, Ralph, what's your favorite part of attending the group meetings? It's to s get people's opinions and feedback and to offer feedback almost instantly after people uh, submit something, some write pieces of writing. So, th th so it's kind of instant feedback, and you get an idea of what different people are thinking. Like I may have written, I try to write scenes that have a beginning, middle, and end, which though it's all part of a novel, so that in, there's some resolution in that scene. And, to, and I th I'm thinking, wow, this is great when I finish it. And then people point out little, maybe a plot hole or a character development, or you didn't put a certain tag to say that it's this character speaking versus that uh -huh. character, or maybe you didn't put enough adverbs or adjectives. Although some, a lot of writers say that you shouldn't put adverbs. So and, and so you learn that as kind of an editing process along the way. That's the, the most fascinating part of attending these groups. And you also attend like the creative writing skills group yes, as well that as. Too, yeah. So uh, what do you think has been, was there anything that you learned there that was kind of surprising or that you hadn't intuited when well, you started writing? Well, I was thinking of my book probably following the self-publishing route because it's easier these days, e-books. 
And I found it surprising all the steps and marketing especially that you have to go through. I never really thought of marketing as, even though I have a certificate in marketing from <laughs> Northeastern, which and the certificate is like 25 credits, not just a one day thing. I never thought of marketing so that goes so much into the process of publishing uh, when you're doing this uh, self. So that's what I, I learned uh, as the daunting task to do. So and just you get your name out there. That's <laughs> I used to work for a book publicist, and so I have I have a lot of feelings about how, you know, writing is one part of the job, but then the, the getting your name out there and getting your book out there is like a second career, and it's not one that everybody is necessarily good at or mm -hmm. enjoys, but it's just, I guess it's like kind of part of the drudge work of, uh, mm -hmm. of, of, getting, that, of getting that done. Do you feel like you write uh, for a specific audience? Are you writing for your cohorts who would have been children around the time of the I, flourishing yes. of these clubs? I think for people of my generation who I grew up with and who are descendant of Italians who immigrated, although they themselves, most of them were probably not immigrants themselves. The older generation, like my parents or grandparents' generation, are, were not the type to read books, so they might not even be reading this kind of book. So that's, and, and, but I'm also wanted to apply to any group of people who have an immigrant background and experience. So as you mentioned, the Irish American could find some value in this type of book too, some nostalgic value, so. So did you say that you also, do you write for a living? I mean, you said you have a regular. No, I'm a, I'm a corporate uh, librarian. I work for a management consulting company. So the writing is just the internal company, you know, reports and things. So. So not, uh, it's, that's my living, but it's not mainly writing. I do research, I'm a corporate researcher. Okay, okay so you must, you read a lot then. Yeah, yeah, you read a lot. I focus on technology, telecom and media uh, clients and cases, uh, projects. So tho those are the areas that I do most research on. Uh, mostly ec business type research, market share, forecasts. You know, certain what software is leading the market in this area and all that kind of thing. But it could be any question. Do you read for pleasure as well? Yes, yes. I uh, we at my company we have a book kind of a book club. Right now we're reading the nonfiction of the biography of Da Vinci ah, by Walter, Walter Isaacson. Isaacson I believe, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, personally, I've been reading the last few months um, all of Jean Le Carre's books. Uh -huh. And I, and, but I've read science fiction mysteries a lot. Uh, Robert A. Heinlein was my favorite science fiction author. Uh, when I was even in sixth grade, seventh grade, I would read Agatha Christie and Ellery Queen and, and uh, So you were Wolf. always a great reader then? Yeah, and I, but my parents never really read to me. They didn't speak English well. And I never got the experience that I'm giving my children. I have nine-year-old twins. And, and, and of reading to them. I never got that read to me. And so then so how I, do you I, think you became a reader? I don't know, I, because I was interested in English classes at, even in grammar school and high school, and, and I just liked to buy books and collect books too, paperbacks when I was that age. And I, that passion has never really left me. I always want to read as much as I can, but then you buy more books than you could possibly read. And so, I, that's why I, beca I became an English lit major in college because I was going to write 
for I wanted to write for a living. It might not be as an, a novelist, maybe. I was thinking advertising agency, copywriter type. And that never really happened. So then I went into market research, you know, surveys, focus groups. And then after that, I branched out into a second, what we call secondary research, which is library science. So I have a degree in library science. And I've been at the same company now for like 25 years. So wow. it's a kind of, uh, as a, we, we don't even use the word librarian anymore, but that's what my degree is. So researchers, yeah, what research. it's called. <laughs> okay, you, you certainly are, it, it sounds like you spend most of your day, every day reading. Yeah, uh, reading research and writing, reading, and right? yeah, or whether it's just mostly by email or write little reports and PowerPoint slides nowadays everybody uses, but yeah, that's what it revolves around. So I come on Saturdays once a month, I come to the library, and we experience more uh, of creative writing urge and passion. More reading so and writing. <laughs> How about you, Helen? Are you, a, are you a big reader? Do you like to read? Uh, yes, but I don't read big books. I read uh, small articles, short poems. Also, I like to read uh, those uh, uh, Buddhist-related readings. And I like to watch Science Channel, ah. uh, National, National Geography. I like to take photos, and my photos are showing in local galleries too. Oh, so now are you are you combining your poetry and your photography together? Yes, yes, because I I can use that image in my poem, and the poem they need every line, give you the imagery, so you can see, you can feel. So what what would come first? Does it sometimes happen where you've got an image in your head and then you're going to find a photograph to match that image or does it always start with the photograph? Uh, both ways. Sometimes I have a very beautiful photo and I can feel its energy. It give, give you some emotion. I'll start from photo. Sometimes there's an event where I have a thought. Then I'll write out, then I think of the image I have in the past, associated them with those thoughts. Do you feel that um, that your background as of being Chinese? I mean, Chinese poetry is just known is is well known to be beautiful, delicate. Um, were you reading poetry as a as a child in Chinese? Uh, yes, we do, and uh, it's hard to write in Chinese because you have those, like you said, those beautiful and they reach the like Tang Dynasty. They reach the very high level, and the very elegant language, very few lines, all those images, all those words. So I found that in English it's a little bit easier than in Chinese, because it's a different style. In English, it's very down to earth. Ah, and, and Chinese it, is more spiritual uh, yeah, and up yeah, there. Yeah. That's an interesting contrast And, uh, and the, the idea has to be hidden, although they have images too. But behind the image, you have to have very deep ideas. In English, you do too, but uh, you but we're not as deep. <laughs> 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 well, I have to. I have to say that we are running. Um, unfortunately, we've gotten about as deep as we can get because we're running out of time. But I want to thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank I think you, you uh, both have very unique perspectives, and I look forward to sometime reading what you've written. Thank so, uh, Bookstew viewers, this is the end of our March episode where we featured um, some more writers from the Wilmington Memorial Library Writers Groups and Poetry Circle. 
And I want to thank you for joining us. And don't forget to go to the library for reading, writing, and poetry. And uh, some comradeship, too. Have a good night. <laughs>